0: The bonds of friendship need to be nurtured with generosity. And that includes a hefty dose of flexibility and forgiveness. Don't you think?
1: Hello everyone. And welcome to another insightful episode from Boom Talk Media. This is Barbara Peters, known to millions as BB, and I'm here with Dr. Andrea Goldmarks, known to millions as Dr. Andrea. <laughs> well, and what a month this February has been, right? It's officially the month of love, friendship, it's about heart health, and of course, Black History Month as well. So do we even dare to breathe a sigh of relief, Dr. Andrea, about pandemic temporarily relinquishing some of its hold?
0: Some of its hold. You know, it gives us a little time to refresh and maybe remind ourselves about there are so many friendships in the periphery of our life that all of a sudden it's like coming out of ice. You know, it's like they're warming up and coming forward. And maybe we're arranging a couple of visits that, you know, we weren't able to do, maybe even virtually, but it's kind of like that defrosting of the frozen, frozen friendships. It's really weird. And it's fascinating to us that we have been writing and thinking about friendship as medicine for the past couple of years. And that actually we got stopped in our tracks with COVID when we weren't even able to write together, but then we adjusted. And so this break in the pandemic has resurfaced our possibilities for regaining those connections. And you know, we had organically kind of shied away from them
1: during quarantine years. So yeah, here we are. And here we are. So lo and behold, One day, not that long ago, my partner and I wanted, we were finally ready to get out to town, to Tucson, to be among people. And with the idea of friendship swirling around our heads as Andrea just Mentioned, I became very excited to learn that a play produced by the Arizona Theater Company called Women in Jeopardy would be presented at our cozy and beautiful theater in Tucson. Well, the theater was packed. And as my partner and I took our seats, This beautiful feeling of being ensconced or enveloped by humanity again came over me right in the theater. We expected the play to be about women experiencing life. And there on page four of the program was a letter from the managing director about the bonds of friendship in mid-years, the very topic that we've been talking about for three years. And because Andrea and I believe in happy coincidences and signs of various types, I knew then and there that we had to invite Ms. Jerry Wright to be our podcast guest.
0: And here we are today, connecting among ourselves and our wonderful listening audience. So let us tell you a little bit about our guest and I'll read a little bit of this because it's so illustrious. Jerry Wright returned to Arizona Theater Company in January, 2020, just before the onset of the pandemic as its managing director. Her love of theater started at a place very close to all of our hearts at the Radio City Music Hall in New York City on a field trip who hasn't been on one of those, Mm -hmm. has grown into a passion for the arts today. And having served in many leadership roles, Jerry has been a passionate advocate for the importance that the arts play in creating healthy and prosperous communities, which we love that, that, that she believes in that, so.
1: And of course, there is a lot more to say about Jerry, and you'll find more about our guest on SoundCloud after we post our podcast. Welcome to Boom Talk Media, Jerry. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's and I'm, I'm, yeah, it's lovely to be here.
0: Wonderful to see your smiling face. So, Jerry, Tell us about the first time that you became aware of this particular play, Women in Jeopardy. Tell us how your interest and passion in bringing that to our community came to be. Tell us what you so,
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, Women in Jeopardy is a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, interesting play. It has a lot of dynamics and it really looks at, um, The importance of, you know, when when I looked at it, I took away the importance of friendships and how connections uh, keep us together. Uh, When we were curating this season, the artistic director, my co-CEO, Sean Daniels, really, and I really talked about how we wanted post-pandemic, which is where we were when we opened the season October one. We wanted it to be light and airy and like really fun um, because people are coming back to the theater and really coming together for the first time. Uh, and so the first three shows of this season are that way. And of course, Women in Jeopardy was our most recent one. Um, and it really, it really is a light, fun story. Uh, makes you laugh out loud uh, and really makes you think about the friendships in your in your life. And that's. When I when I saw the play and, and well I read the script and then I thought about the letter I wanted to write in the program and that's where that's where
1: I went with it. That's where you touched my heart right there and then,
0: and, and you know you wanted you, there was something that was really of a gift. I, my, my sense of it is that you were giving to the audience. That you wanted them to have that feeling. It always yeah. it always starts with how do you want the audience to feel? Right. You know? Right. And you wanted us to feel awakened and-,
2: and connected and realize that there we're more alike than we are different, and to really reflect in our own lives and realize, you know, yeah, we've been through a hard time in the last two years, but but there are there are uh, you know silver linings. There's there's those friendships and those connections continue. They have to be nurtured, and you know, you 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 deliberately um, nurture them and continue with them. And that's what carried a lot of people through. Quite honestly,
1: absolutely, you did. And you write a little bit more in. The Women in Jeopardy's show guide about the true magic of cultivating friendships, particularly in middle age. <laughs> and that one component being that we don't judge now. Can you elaborate on that? What experiences have you had?
2: As a matter of fact, I just spent a long weekend with one of my longest, dearest friends who flew out here from Orlando and came this time with her 24-year-old daughter because she wanted her daughter to see the bonds of our friendship um, and how it's lasted 30 years and how important and, you know, just how comfortable it is. And she's, you know, it's funny as a young woman, she's hoping that she has a friend that or two or three that lasts a lifetime like that. You know, we've been through so much your life, you know, your life is your life, right? You have ups, downs, tragedies, divorces, deaths, everything. And you weather them with your friends, with your close friends. And you get to the point in your life where there is no, there is no judgment. Like you, she, you know she walks in the house and I'm like, the house is a mess. She goes, Oh, please. Right. Like, you know, you automatically think the house is a mess. And she's like, please really, it's me. Right. So there is no judgment. There is no, it's come as you are. We could sit and talk for hours about nothing and everything. And it's just that it's that safe place. It's that comfort zone because we know so much about each other. We could, we could sit in silence for several hours just with a glass of wine and be perfectly happy too. It's that contentment, you know? And
0: that's the difference, I think, between close friends. And it really comes up in midlife, especially here in Tucson, where there are so many people coming in and for the first time, they're first time users of Tucson. You know, they're, they're new to Tucson. And for me as a psychologist, the question always comes up, how do I make friends? So starting from scratch, now you returned to ATC. Was that also a return to Arizona for you?
2: No, I've been in Arizona. I've been in Arizona. I was actually with ATC about 10 years ago as their uh, chief development officer. Um, And I wasn't here long. I was only here for about six, seven months, I think it was. And then I went off to be CEO of another nonprofit. So um, and, and the board chair and donors kept in touch with me in the five, you know, the, I guess it was then about seven years of my absence and, you know, um, asked if I would come back and turn it around and, and work on it. And I really feel that the Arizona theater is our state theater and it deserves to be strong and it deserves to be healthy and it deserves to be. Um, you know, it, it offers so much to the community, uh, and really kind of triggers a lot of conversation that perhaps other art forms may not.
0: That's what we want to talk about, right? So the power of art imitating life, life imitating art, you know, over your, you've got such a long tenure and, and plus the, your experiences with artists of all kinds Mm -hmm. and, and, and from my from my experience, there's such a range when we talk about artists as personalities, as right. people who create. So working with creative people, I don't know, can you look back and say, you know, what some of the insights have been, you know, specifically about creativity and how that affects outcomes?
2: Yeah. You know, (laughs) I've been in the arts a long time. I was at the Heard Museum for a long time. And then, you know, here in Act One, I mean, I've I've been in the arts in a long time. And creativity is working with artists and creative folks. I will admit I have as much creativity in my little finger. Like it's not, you know, I'm the business side of it. Uh, But working with creatives is just... uh, it's a journey. It is a, it is a surprising, um, you know, when you really sit down and think about things, you're talking about one subject, but, but you come at it from different, different views, which is so enlightening, right? Like, because you're thinking, wow, I never thought about it that way. You know, working with artists is is a delight actually. Uh, and, it, and it can in the same breath be a challenge, right? But it it is mostly a delight. And, and then when you see the finished product, you, you're blown away. You're like, wow, I would have never, I could have never. Wow. Wow. Like you're talking about the
0: perspectives, the delight of all the um, perspectives mm-hmm. coming together that you're traveling along a path, let's say, like you haven't thought about it that way. And all of a sudden you're presented with four or five different ways of taking a of look looking at it. it and needing to integrate those into the creative outcome that it becomes.
1: I wanted to add about the wow factor of working with artists. So for many years, I worked as a chief financial officer for a global architectural firm. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away, right? The artists were not always they weren't always attuned with the financial aspect of developing a project. That's a good way to say it. (laughs) Okay. However, however, when they created something, it just blew your mind away what they could do. So it's such a dichotomy, right? It's such a uh, balance.
2: Well, and that's the complication of theater. I mean, theater is a complicated business. You know, ATC, let's just put this as, aside, you know, ATC is a a Lord Theaters, which means we're a member of the League of Resident Theaters. There are only 75 in the country that are a Mm -hmm. member of the League of Resident Theaters, right? We are the only one in the country that produces theater in two cities. We start in Tucson and then we produce in Phoenix. We're the only one in the country. So, and all that means is that we hire um, the highest caliber actor, designer, director, you know, staffing. And we have staff as we rebuild this company, we have staff all over the world. We have New York City and Pittsburgh and L.A. We've got them everywhere. We're just looking for the best to create the best theater. Uh, and it's really a gem right in your own backyard in Tucson, honestly. Regarded, a lot of people don't. regard
0: as such. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah and so is.
1: do our friends.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I just want to ask a couple more questions um, about – Your relationship with your friends. Um, So, um, in the letter that you wrote in the show guide, you mentioned wisdom sadness, and generosity as qualities of older women. Those words were so beautiful and so specific. Wisdom, sadness, and generosity. Surely true connection has roots in all of these, right? The sharing of these alone and in combination seems to foster closeness. We were talking a little bit a moment ago about closeness. How did you think of this and where in your life and in your stories have you experienced those elements of wisdom, sadness, and generosity?
2: Well, you know, when you're, when you have a close friend that's, and has lived your life with you for 30 years, right? They've gone through all those challenges with you, right? Like the divorce and the deaths and it's, and the when I say wisdom, it is you're not looking for guidance. You're just looking to share. You're just looking to open up and pour out what's inside of you, right? So mm. you're not looking for someone to fix it. You're just looking for to release it, right? And so that's the wisdom part of a friendship, right? The sadness is you know what you've all been through, Right. And you, you know, there's always that underlying sadness when there's loss in your life. Right. And that also is, is, is just an, an unspoken thing when you have a long-term friendship, it's just, it's just always there and you can touch on it. And, you know, you guys go right there. It's really a a long-term friendship. And that, that unspoken connection is really incredible. It's a gift.
0: The unspoken, you know, we're talking about presence, mm-hmm. and like you said before, you can just sit in silence. Mm-hmm. Presence is very generous, and mm-hmm. when I read that you wrote that, that's what I thought of. Just the generosity of being present. You don't have mm-hmm. the form. You don't have to guide. You don't have to solve. It's just a matter of being there mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. someone and somebody for one another. Love. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. And so that's so generous. I mean, mm-hmm. the space to be able to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a gift. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's one of those. That's one of those gifts. Um, this is kind of like a talking point that we've dealt with before, you um, know, in, in our early days as podcasters. And that's the whole thing about derailed relationships. You know, so if you think back in your life, you were close with somebody, and then all of a sudden, and generally, it's all all of a sudden, it seemed to disappear. We surveyed so many women who had that exact experience of all of a sudden, a friend kind of dropping out of life. Was that anything you've ever gone through suddenly or gradually?
2: You know, I look at it. It's funny you say that because we were just talking about it this weekend, about how, you know. Um, there's every there's seasons to your life, right? There's seasons and people are placed in your path, I think, for a reason. It could be for a lifetime. It could be for a season. It could be for a moment. Um, and yeah, there's been friendships that, um, you know, the, the season is passed, right? There was a season we went through this together. We had a friendship. And then for whatever reason, You know, you go your separate ways, but it's never, I'm sure there's times when it's, you know, just abrupt, but I also have had friends where it, it, the time that our paths were aligning, you know, our lives were aligning and then they just took different turns and it just kind of drifted away. Right. And I think that's all part of the seasons of your life. You know, everything happens for a reason and people are brought into your life with intention and at the right time.
1: And we often talk about um, our personal experiences relative to that as well. And it seems that also there are possibilities where you break away for a certain period of time, perhaps two, three, four years or even more. And then you reconnect. And of course you feel so many of the similar emotions and love for the person that you've had before the break. Um, Have you ever experienced that where you broke away and came back again?
2: Yeah. Well, you know what it's funny is, yes, I have. And I have friendships that, you know, when I talk in that about the there's four of us, right. There's, I don't talk to them every day, every week, or even every month. Like there's, Months that go by. There's could be six months, nine months that go by, but when you do reconnect, it you pick it up right away. And and the reason you you, you know it's not a daily or weekly or monthly connection, you know, is our lives are busy. Our lives all get busy, you know, with whatever is happening. And I'm, we live in different cities, but when we do connect, it's it it is like as if there's no time. And and to have that where we both feel that way is unique, I, is a gift. It, I just can't say it enough. It is, right? Because one person might feel that way, but the other person is like, I'm not so sure. Um, but to really strike that chord with, you know, someone for a long-term friendship and you could not talk for a year, even if you needed to. And then when you talk, it's like, you never didn't talk, right? You never stopped.
0: Me, you know, talking about four, friends. It's like four part harmony, you know, somebody's out there in the winds and somebody else is out there, you know, doing percussion. And then all of a sudden you can come together. And it is like music. You said, it strikes a chord. It made me think of that, that, you know, it is kind of a musical thing and and time is part of that whole music BBM. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so do you think that it is that experience um, that wisdom that you just shared about accepting and being at ease with your friends. Have you grown into that? Have you grown into that over time in phases or were you just a stellar person like you are today then?
2: No, with, with age comes wisdom. <laughs> and, you know, truly. And you, you learn, right? Like, I mean, we all do, right. You know, we've gone through so much in our lives. And then we, as you age as a woman, you realize some things are important. Some things are not right. You know, you let it go, you move on. Um, You know, this one friend, um, you know, we raised our kids right at the same time. We were so busy, right. That different things mattered to us then, than do now right? What matters now is really very little. What matters is that we enjoy each other's company. Right. Right. That's what matters now back and, and every, everything else kind of disappears, but you know, you learn that as you, as you grow as a person,
0: and I think it's, we're better
2: We're older. better as we're older. I do. I believe that.
0: Yes. And, and we see our behavior. I mean, that's also fundamental to intimacy, places mm-hmm. where we can be exposed and still be accepted, um, make a mistake and still be accepted. Mm-hmm. Step on toes, or or forget to include, or I mean, there's so many ways that we can make errors with our, with people close to us unintentionally. unintentionally, and to be received, and to be forgiven, and to forgive. And it's it is, I
2: I think one of the one of the beauties of this season of our my life is that you assume positive intent. Yes. Most yes. of the time it is. Right. Everything is with typically with positive intent. And when you, you remind yourself of that, you know, that everybody comes to, to a place where, you know, they, they have input even in the, even in the work environment, right? You have to assume positive intent because you're, you're strong enough now having, to be where you are now, that even if it isn't, you're gonna overlook it and assume it is positive.
0: Right? I love that place to rest mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. bit of this conversation, especially about older women mm-hmm. because,
1: and we're saying women. Now, right.
0: Barbara and I have also been through, we have a couple of episodes with male friendships, which is- And very- they're a
1: hoot, they're a hoot, they're so <laughs> funny. They're just great. They're one oh, no, of the most downloaded. And
0: one of them actually had a comedian on it. So it was very funny, but it's a beautiful thing. But um, I think a lot of men see women's friendships and almost um, learn from them. I have seen men actively learning from witnessing their female friends And listening to their female friends.
1: Well, and that's why they say to us, uh, and Jerry, you would appreciate this quote. Uh, The men have told us that listening to our podcasts is like having a key to a woman's mind. (laughs) We said, this is so great to be serving both genders at the same time, right? Right? It's so much fun. So much fun.
2: Peek behind the curtain.
1: Peek Uh behind the curtain. So, Andrea, unless you have any other questions for our lovely guest, we're going to be winding this down. But any type of comments, Andrea, that you still want to add and make?
0: No, except I really do want to use Jerry's quote that she used in her letter. And she said, after all, friendship is a relationship with no strings attached except the ones you choose to tie Mm -hmm. Brilliant, Jerry. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a great pleasure to have you.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Enjoyed the conversation
0: quite a bit. Hope you had a good time. We look forward to seeing you soon.
1: We're super thrilled to share this news with everyone that our newest book, Patience and Possibility is now available in two formats as an ebook and in print, because everyone has been asking, when is it coming out in print? When is that coming? Well, it's available now right on our website at boomtalkmedia.com or on Amazon, and it's Patience and Possibility. Also, the other book, our very first, Relief from Worrying, is available as an ebook and very, very soon in print as well. We're so excited to be sharing both of those with you. And we'd love to hear from you. Write us at info at boomtalkmedia.com. We're immensely grateful to AARP Arizona for their support. Have a listen to the 30-second message from AARP about protecting yourself online in relation to dating scams. This problem is particularly daunting in these times of isolation and loneliness. Be careful out there. I
0: matched with this cutie on a dating site. We texted all the time, but never met up. Then he asked to send him gift cards for a plane ticket to see me. And that's when I remembered a tip I got from the AARP Fraud Watch Network. Gift cards? This is a romance scam.
1: Spent that money on self-care instead. Recognize fraud sooner, so your money lives longer. The younger you are, the more you need AARP.